Fluxtapose, this is what you plan. Well, excuse me. Hey, Fluxtapose, what you plan? Episode number seven. I am Jason Lacey, joined by that fabulous dude on the other side of the internet. Podcasting to me, podcasting to you, Lucas Rose. Uh, I think my hat says big guy, and you have to. Excuse me, Mr. Lucas Big Guy Rose. Thank you. I'm I'm a big guy. I eat lots of food, and I watch football. Not anymore, you don't. Not since Never. COVID. Unless you want to watch those 80s best of or 90s best of or well, that's early aughts best of. Football was real anyways. Not nowadays with their made up concussions. Now they got them penalties and instant replay and challenges. and <laughs> Let them play, I say. Let them play. <laughs> that's what they always say. That's what they always say. I hope you guys are doing well on this Tuesday. Welcome to the show. Hope your lives are doing well. I hope that they really are. But hey, this is Flexible's What You Plan. We do this live every Tuesday-ish. I want to say Tuesday-ish now because sometimes we do it on Tuesday. Sometimes we do it on Thursday. True. Some days we don't know when we're doing it. Around 8 p.m. Anywhere from, anywhere from the 8 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. time frame. I don't know when. Twitch.tv. At some Flexibose. point in your lifetime, it some will point. happen. You'll find it there. You can join us on Discord. Flexible.com slash Discord will get you an invite to our super cool, awesome server where we talk about lots of things. Lots. So many things. Of things. Most not appropriate for anyone. And if you're so inclined and you say, you know what, I've got more money and I know what to do with right now. I haven't worked in six months, but I want to give Fluxpose a dollar. <laughs> Check out patreon.com slash Fluxpose. No, I'm not kidding. You don't really have to do that. But if you want to, that option's there you, for you as well. Welcome you to the show. Hope you guys, again, hope you guys are doing well. Hope we can help entertain you and make you forget about your troubles, forget about your worries. I was about to sing the Cheers theme song, and then I thought better of it. Dan, you also <laughs> should not ever delete items from any of our feeds, ever. I want you to max out your mobile device's memory with Flux Suppose, okay? Do wow. It. Do it now. It's a guarantee it. that it'll happen. Do it. It's funny, Dan brings up Flux Suppose Radio, because we got a new one coming soon. I think they say it's in the pipeline. Is that how that works? Coming down the pipeline? pipeline? I'm going to try to pull some sweet tracks for you. This week, what did we win? What well, tell us what we've won? Uh, fight the future, baby. That's right, fight the future. So, we got uh, either fighting game or beat em ups or futuristic games or both 20xx, 20xx, baby. Can it be question? Can it be games that were meant to represent the future, even if it says like but now it's the past? Yeah, it's like 1999 and there's flying cars and stuff. As long as it's 19, 1999x. Okay, there's got to be an X in there somewhere. That's how you know it's the future. It's just going to be like 50 minutes of go straight. <laughs> I don't even know when that takes place. I'm sure it says go it's somewhere straight, in there. Go, well, it's a beat-em-up, though. Oh, yeah, so that's true. It, so it so counts. It's just going to be go straight and then the Mega Man 2 intro. And then Mortal Kombat so theme song. Yeah. Not even from the game. It's going to just be right from the movie. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Sounds so like you've got that to, you got that to look forward to. I mean, that's that's worth the price. <laughs> if that's something that's that been missing in your life, that exact thing we just said, it's coming. The other um, the other show I kept teasing, uh, I've only had to push recording three times, so mm, we're doing great. I still that don't know doing, what it is. That one's doing great. <laughs> it's going doing great. And guess what? This week will be the fourth time we're pushing it because it's a holiday, and, and I'm, so it's not going to work. It's not going to work out again. So dang, um, one year. 
I'll get that out on the Patreon feed for everyone. So this is a What You Play an episode where we will talk to you about all the things, gaming, movies, the stuff we've been doing, entertain you with our 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 tales of glory, I think. I think that's what we do here, right? But first off, we'd glory like to... Glory is a strong word. Yeah, I mean, except not with a hole afterwards. Um, but t- tonight we are going to help you. Let's start off our show, much how we'd like to. We're going to talk to you about our lives so you can feel better about your own Lucas, what happened? <laughs> what happened? Uh, yeah, this sucks. So, let's see it. Can we see it on the screen? Well, tell literally. the people first. Yeah, okay. Tell the people first. So, um, Sunday we were gonna go to the park to celebrate a birthday that happened in the the very trenches, the midst of the deepest, darkest COVIDs, which we are headed towards again, apparently. The trenches never end. It's just peaks and valleys. But, uh, yeah, so we were at the park, and I was hanging out with uh, the, the kids. For some reason, much like you, I end up watching the kids a lot of the time, it seems like. Not that not I mean, that they necessarily that, need happens. to. Uh, every time? It gets frustrating. Like I said, I don't. for me, I don't mind it because my alternative is to sit around and not do anything so that's what happens is i just get up and start walking around because i'm just like i can't just sit I can't here. Do um you know because i'm not making food i'm not preparing anything i'm just sitting right. there yeah. um so i'm hanging out with the kids and we're talking about power rangers of all things and uh dale uh okay, technically what, my like, brother what are their power rangers now like what Power Rangers like, are they yeah, now it's probably like ninja alpha Omega. Neo Zio. yeah i have no clue I'm sure they're on, like, season 23 or something. Do they still, like, unethically link Ranger Color to race of said actor? I mean, at one, thing? at one point they probably didn't, but now we're it's had to have come all the way back around by now, wouldn't you think? I'm Cody! Sure. Cody! That's Lucas's dog. For those uninitiated, he likes to show up at the worst inopportune times in the show, and the- then Lucas yells at him like that, and then that's become a meme in and of itself it's true it's true the first two times of shaking and and scratching i I can you know forgive but the third and fourth times it's just like dude i hear josh berboni from board with video games has a very good uh lucas impersonation of that scenario so you should ask him next time you know he's going to appear on a podcast you should submit feedback or a question to him to have him do that just say cody podcast and he'll he'll understand that's Mm -hmm. the cody is the code word yes exactly cody with a k uh, so yeah, Power Rangers. And I had, he asked me about the movie and I said, we were talking about the movie somehow. And I said, oh, you mean the one with Ivan Ooze, the purple guy, right? Was his name? I believe he had no idea what I'm talking about. And then he said, well, he was asking me, no, it was something else, blah, blah, blah. And I said, well, let me see when oh, the, the newest movie, movie came out. Yeah. That's what I'm assuming. So I'm like, well, let me see when the, the, the old movie came out, came out because I was saying, I think it came out after like two seasons of regular Power Rangers. And I was like, well, actually, now that I think about it, I have no clue. I do remember going and seeing it in theaters, though. So as a kid. I'm going to guess it came out 19. Let me see. Um, I'm going to say 1995. Oh, pretty early then. I Well, here's the thing. I never got to find out because instead of pulling out my phone like a normal person, I grabbed my phone, and then as I was, like, taking my hand out of my pocket, it just flew out of my hand. Never has happened to me before. Just literally, like, 
I might as well have just whipped it, but here's the damage now. Ooh. Now, I'm guessing, because this has raised edges on the case, there must have been a stone or something on the actual, because it hit pavement. Oof. So I mean, not that it might have held, but did you have a screen protector? I thought I did, but I think I didn't find, didn't order one yet, and then just forgot, because I got the, the uh, case or something. I mean, I don't know how well it would have protected it. I don't know either. Instance. It'd been Especially nice to know. On, on asphalt or concrete, whichever. I can't remember what yeah, you just it was hit. The path, whatever they make the path out of, the walking paths. So, yeah. And then it go. It makes that. If you've ever heard a device land face down on pavement that has a screen like that, you know that sound. It's this loud slapping noise that just like, as soon as you hear it, you know it's broke. You're like, yeah. oh my God. I've seen somebody do it in a store once where they dropped their phone and it made that noise. And you're just like. Oh my gosh. And that's what happened to me. And so I had to pick up my phone and I, I turn it over and I'm like, I already know it's broken. I, it's just whether or not it works at this point. Yeah. I'm just like, so I turn you it know, over and I see it and I'm just like, I want to scream all of the words, all of the bad words, but there's children around. The park was super busy and I have to just pretend like, apparently I did a very poor job of pretending like I'm okay because I was told that I was acting like an asshole after that. But it's like, well, what do you expect? My phone just, the screen Stop just thinking exploded. about yourself, Lucas. I know. I'm such an asshole. So there it is. What were you going to ask me? It's broken. It works. It still works. Thankfully, I was going to say, like, if can you, like, my old, the phone I had before this, my OnePlus One, OnePlus. if my screen was cracked, I couldn't even use it. It was completely. Yeah, this still works, actually. And for the most part, I mean, it's completely usable. I can even tap things over there in the worst of the spots. So technically, I can just keep on using it, but every time I look at it, I so just want to barf. What's, I mean, what's the solution here? Well, that's kind of what I'm trying to determine, because technically, the reason why I even have this phone is because we went to uh, Comc or Xfinity Mobile, and it was cheaper for us to get two new phones because we couldn't bring our phones over uh, from Ting and pay for them basically... The payment was on our bill, so our bill plus two phones was still cheaper than going the route of Ting. So right, that's why right, we switched. Right. Um, so I'm still making payments on this right now. Can you? I mean, I have I had good luck at Genius. I took that's, my phone. That's kind of what I'm looking at right now because I'm weighing. Well, how much would it be to upgrade? Basically, because if I'm going to get a different phone, I might as well go up. I guess. Um, and they probably don't give you like insurance or anything like that on your phone. Well, the, I I looked at it because I was wondering if I did. But what happened was somebody was supposed to call me back from Xfinity and they never did because <laughs> I wanted the Yeah, I know. <laughs> surprising, right? You'd think they'd want the sale, but apparently not. So speaking of Xfinity, they owe me like $30 for the end oh, of my contract. Disastrous. How long do you think it's going to take them to send me that? They're never going to give that to you. Um, but if you keep something of theirs, by God, they will hunt you down and kill you. Um, so yeah, I, I'm weighing that, but I'm probably going to end up getting it fixed. I got to call place and see, because they won't just give you a base estimate. I thought about doing it myself, but I've been looking into it and there's a walkthrough video. I'm sure I could prob probably do it. But the problem is, is I don't want to buy some cheap knockoff 
right. part on accident and then get this really shitty screen that doesn't like register input and all this other stuff. I, f- I feel like mine was like somewhere between like 100 and 125 when I had my phone no one had ever seen before replaced <laughs> that you can only get parts, I'm sure, from China. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm expecting is 100 to 150 because the part by itself, if I were to buy it, was like a hundred dollars so you gotta assume there's like an hour or two of labor on top of that but i mean that's kind of the route that i'm sort of going towards because it doesn't make sense to pay you know an extra 25 30 dollars a month on top of also if you're still still gonna have to be paying for that phone and then pay for a new phone on top of it yeah for another 17 months on that one so it's only like eighteen dollars a month. So he's really stretched that cost out. But yeah, how many months have you had it so far? Well, it would have been a twenty-four month contract for the to pay off the phone. So what is that? Six months, uh, five months, something like that. Well, twenty. No, no. I guess it'd be like eight months. I'm bad at math. I don't know how long you've had. So the phone, it started so. at twenty-four months. The payment. I don't yeah. remember when I got it. Oh, and then I'm at so. 17 left. So however many months that oh, is. Oh, yeah, not Three, many. That's only a seven. Seven. There you go. I had to do it. How bad is that? I can't subtract. So I had to like start not at 17 halfway, and add it up. there. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. I know. So every time I see it, I'm just like, just get mad all over again. Because why couldn't, mm-hmm. why couldn't I just put my hand on my damn phone like a normal person and just take it out of my pocket <sighs> instead of having it fling out of my my hand you were like, you were like very excited to like learn about Ivan Ooze again. Apparently, apparently. Idiot. So yeah, that was my fun. Happen. Well here, I've got I've got a I've got a fun exercise and you 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 listeners playing along at home can uh, can do this as well. Fun and exercise are mutually exclusive. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna get down to Raffi and the banana phone. No. Um this is a little a fun thing that my, <laughs> so my, tell my wife in the bed, introduced right? me to. So um go to Google. Oh boy. And type Florida man. Okay. And then your month of your birth and then the day. So for like instance, I'm going to type in search for Florida man, August 17th. Clearly people have been doing this a lot because the Yeah. Okay. And so Lucas do that and I want you to read the headline like the top 2 news Articles that give us the Florida man headline that corresponds with your birthday. Okay, this one's from Global News. Florida man without arms charged after allegedly allegedly stabbing dot dot dot. We'll never know. The second one is July 12th. Armless Florida man. So, yeah, that was the head. Armless Florida man charged after allegedly using feet to stab somebody with scissors (laughs) by the looks of things. Oh, I think I remember that story, actually. Um, mine kept having a very much reoccurring uh, Florida man dumped dirt on girlfriend's borrowed car. Um, <laughs> okay. But, but a lot of the stories omit the car part, so you just get Florida man accused of dumping dirt, dirt on girlfriend. On, yeah. But here's another good one that pops up. Uh, uh, Florida man arrested with two cans of fart spray. <laughs> but this new one here, Florida man wrecks liquor shop, blames... Hookah smoking caterpillar. Oh, from uh, Alice in Wonderland, I would imagine. Yeah. That's the only one and, I know of, anyway. And this guy looks like he could see a hookah smoking caterpillar for sure. This is from August of uh, 2017. It's a. Uh, My God. It's, it's great. I, so, I don't know. Fun little exercise. See what Florida man. I hope he talked like this. See which Florida man is your spirit animal. 
Sean says he could use some dirt, and it's real waste that he just dumped dirt on his girlfriend's car. Dude, but. I know. I need dirt too. I need to level out my backyard. Gonna, oh, I hear you just that. like do what I always see in around uh, where Lucas and I grew up. You just post a sign that says "clean, clean dirt wanted" or "clean fill wanted." Mm-hmm. Need dirt. People just, just bring that. your trash. Yeah, and they'll spring your trash, and you can do it. <laughs> Who has? Hey, listen. For every for every uh, mound of dirt somewhere, there's the exact same size of hole. Could you, could you like compost and make dirt? Yes, technically. I mean, in a way, I'm doing that in my backyard in a certain <laughs> I, corner. I just don't pick up my trash and it just slowly just turns to dirt. That's right. All those plastics, they really return to the earth great like. And then you crush your beer cans on your forehead and toss them in there too, huh? Mm-hmm. I'm going to toss those in the fire, obviously. You're going to put a sparkler on your butt crack this weekend, aren't you? Ooh. For some reason, I in my head, Marka. I know I heard sparkler, but I thought sprinkler for some reason, and so that was. I mean, they're both. <laughs> put a great sprinkler options. on your butt. I mean, they're both enjoyable. I think it's the only way to do lawn care. Hey, mom, giving out free colonics. <laughs> I only take coffee in mine. Yeah, I think I call my mom from here. Hey, mom, get off the dad roof. It's <laughs> my favorite, Cletus. <laughs> Cletus is the best part of the Simpsons, actually. He is. Um, man, I, I don't have much I have to say, but I had another rough... Um, You've had a string. Rough, oh, man, it's been... Yeah. Um, Sunday, my kid woke up 5 a.m. Sunday. Um, he had he had wet himself in his sleep. He was, like, sleeping really hard. My wife had got him. She said it was, like, Niagara Falls. And then she, he went in the bathroom and peed some more. <laughs> um, so we were up super early. And then it was just, man, it's just a uh, rough, rough day, the whole experience. Um, and he, he's also like very much transitioned out of napping. So that's been yeah, an adjustment now for us, too, because that was always, oh, that's, you know, my wife went to take a nap. I'd play a game. We might watch something together. We'd just chill out and recharge. Well, guess what? That's gone now. We don't get that luxury anymore. That's Although such we still, a hard he does, to... he, he does still kind of like, um, he'll chill. Sometimes we, we do try to like, put him down still and he'll just chill in there and play with his toys which is fine we'll let him do that for like an hour hour and a half and they'll come back out but he actually he took a nap apparently today but man i if, if you like follow my twitter it's like you can just tell i was like man jason has been down a dark path lately and I, I feel like i have and i think most of it is just i'm like i'm like i don't know how to like let things go and i'm just way too like self-critical and like i focus inward too much and everything and i'm like assuming i'm just doing everything wrong and I need to like not do that, but it, it's helped. It's like really helped push me into um, exercise, really, because I'm, I'm still not like playing video games and all. But now I'm like hyper focused on. Okay, every morning still I'm like I'm up between five a.m. and five thirty is when I wake up and I do my thirty minute routine outside. Whether I I walk or I'll jog a little bit, I, probably eventually I might just jog the whole time. So I'm doing that. I'm doing planks. I'm doing the push-ups. Yeah. Trying to eat better. I'm doing all these things, and it's, so it's like I'm like hyper focused on that. But it's like I'm, I don't know. It's actually a good de-stressor because that's the other thing I saw. I was like, man, I don't mind like doing a lot of stuff because like gaming was kind of like the thing I would do to kind of mm-hmm. let off some of the steam. And um, yeah, it uh, whatever. I'm going to be playing Xenoblade for like 20 years at this point. I'm never going to finish that game. I'm like 12 hours into it. Take never, your switch on your run anywhere. and just <laughs> run within front of you. Just walk, just walk like this. Basically. Play the switch in front. 
driver of my truck. People are just like getting into accidents while they try to swerve to avoid you. Well, full disclosure, the way my office is looking right now and the way our community is kind of looking, I might be doing work from home again in like the very near future, yeah. like before the end of the week. So we've had, you know, our Michigan is at what, uh, I don't even remember what level we're on, but you know, our bars and restaurants had reopened in the previous weeks. And it, it was level got, you know, four, no, three, level yeah. three. And we, when, you know, we have a lot of young people that they're like, oh, let's go back to, and, to the bars. Woohoo. And we've got like, how many in the area that have had employees test positive? So there's just like that risk of exposure. And all it takes is like to have one per like just one person like be potentially exposed. And then that rumor mill runs rampant through the company. It like disrupts the culture, disrupts everything. And we got to pull our, I mean, you, you can't risk it. We got to pull yeah. everything away. And it's just like, it's frustrating. Cause now they feel like we were just getting like a groove back from being out of the office. Now we have to pull everyone back out. And on top of it, like our margins suck right now. And like, it's just, uh, just I'm sick of dealing with it. But what are you going to do? And then it's like, like as parents, we're like, you know, we're supposed to send aid into preschool in September. And it's like, do we do that? Is that the right choice? I don't think school is going to happen. I really don't I mean, think it's going to happen. It's like he gets excited about it. And it's only like, it's only two, it's only two days a week for like two hours. Okay. It's like two half yeah. days a week, but still. He's like super excited for it. And I think it'd be really good for him, that exposure. But then it's like, is it worth it? And, and if he doesn't get sick, he could bring something back here. Yeah. And technically Jess is at a, my wife's at a, a higher risk for it. So I'm just like, <sighs> I just, I just don't, I'm sick of having to deal with the stress from that, you know, and not worry about it. And I've, I've like, fully transitioned back into go to work mode and it's been good to get out of the house and have separation for the family so they can kind of do their routine. I'm doing my thing and we're not up in each other's business all the time. And it's just mm -hmm. good to get that, that break. And now I'm like, I don't know. I might still just go to the, I mean, last time I was going to the office, what two half days a week, I might go in more than that. I've got like our phone system. I'm changing over like next week, hopefully to get this big accounting project. There's just, there's a lot of stuff right now. And like my, I think, um, tentatively my wife and son are going to go up to visit her grandma in a couple of weeks and I would go with them, but I just, there's no way I can take the time off right now. It's got too much, too much going on. So IRL is, uh, <laughs> my boss is getting tested tomorrow because his wife's like crazy freaking out about it. So he's going to get the test. And, um, we've got someone that's self quarantining at home because their roommate potentially was at risk and they're getting a test. So it's just like, my God, I'm glad I work in my, I work in an office, but I, I have my own office and I can just hide in my own office. I don't have to go out into general population and just hide in there all day. It's As great. you prefer. Mm -hmm. I imagine for some reason your keyboard is all the way up here and you're just like, nobody well, I have find a, me. I have a standing desk so I can. <laughs> Every once in a while you just stop. And I, and I bring my and switch then... in a backpack so I can just sit in the corner and I take it to and from work until the battery dies and then I have to charge it because I never touch it. It's a pain. <sighs> so that that's RL. There you go. There it Wait is. My hands clean of it. A lot of a lot of moving parts, man. Yeah. I just want my promotion. Can I just have that? That'll make everything easier. Give me my money. I want to be done. <laughs> Isn't that what everybody says? Yeah, I think so. That's how Sean got his bonus. I hear. He said, "Just give me my bonus. Just give it to me." Sean, I'm impressed. You're 40 hours into Xenoblade. Well done, sir. I think I'm only on chapter six. That what I don't I don't even remember. Let's uh you want to talk so what you playing now? Sure.
I love that Contra mashup with the uh, that crazy couple from St. Louis with their guns. <laughs> it makes me laugh. I didn't even know what that was. What the peop what the people were until today. So there it's you go. It's bad. It's dumb. Much like so many other people in the world. Let's talk some video games. I Lucas, man, this is gonna be easy. Um, I've been playing much of anything. I mean, I've, I've played. I've I've I did fire up Xenoblade uh, this past weekend on Saturday. Um, I played for like an hour, and I think I maybe got a couple side quests done. Um, and I, I was trying to play as not Shulk, but I just feel like so many of the combos and stuff are like just are set up nicer by his moves first, and I just know his move set better. So I went back to playing as Shulk, and I think I was playing as a uh, Dunban for a little bit, but. Um, Sean, maybe you know the answer while you're still here in chat, but I really don't understand. Like, you know, you, you get this affinity meter that you build up between your party members. And once you do that, you can do a chain attack. And you can do a chain attack, and then it all slows down, and they all get to do their attacks and chain damage. But there's a way you can, like, reset the chain so you can keep doing multiple chains at once. I have no idea how to do that. Sean, how do I do that? How do I get more than one chain to go off? This is what I need to know. I don't know unless it's something I have to unlock as I further, you know, progress in the game and unlock skills that actually stack better together. And maybe I just haven't uh, progressed that far yet to to do that. So um, I'm kind of in between story beats and on, on things, but it's still, you know, it's a fun game. It's got great music and it's it's fun just to play. Um, but I think I'm at level level twenty something. I think is where I'm at about the game. And I was listening to, you know, I just enjoy playing the RPG. And uh, I was listening to um spotify the other day and um i had a, a couple of songs came from octopath and i was like oh man there's a game i could go back to and finish sometime i was like but i probably won't <laughs> probably never will sean says use abilities with the same color doesn't always line up though um okay i'll experiment with it more and maybe i just haven't quite fully gotten it because i know i definitely like what i always try to do is i try to I'll line up attacks that'll eventually do topple. You know, I'll, I'll do a f- I'll do the different um, status effects to eventually try to like stun and topple the enemy, and then eventually sometimes I'll get that little the little ring comes up and you push B, and then that happens, and then I get more attacks sometimes. So I don't I don't know. It's these weird JRPGs. I just push the buttons and kill the things. That's that's all. I, that's all I need to know. Last thing I want to talk about: Lucas and I last week. We, uh, you know, we did the show. We did the RL one-off. Thank you guys for all the feedback on that. We'd appreciate it. Sounds like you guys enjoyed that. So maybe we'll do kind of these little IRL multi-offs. That's usually what we do after the show. <laughs> I was um, say, wait we'll, a minute. <laughs> we'll kind of, you know, sprinkle that in there into the rotation. But, you know, the whole focus was kind of to help us kind of relax. And we were going to play a game afterwards and stream it. And we wanted to play Moving Out. Only little did we know that Moving Out is not online capable in any way shape or form so we were not able to play moving out so we said okay there's got to be surely and there's got to be another game on game pass that we can play easily with multiplayer damn if we could not find one easily we tried blazing chrome and that wasn't either same that problem. wasn't could have could have well and then the problem was anything else we wanted to play we didn't have it installed and it would have taken yeah halo was huge the downloads halos or even sea of thieves or something like that it just wouldn't have been you know easy to do so we went back to the old staple. We brought up Overcooked 2. Went back to that, and we're still playing through the uh, Surf and Turf DLC. But, man, I love Overcooked 2. I could play that game any time. And it's so weird that – actually, I think we both have Minecraft Dungeons still installed, Sean. We did play that one time together. Um, it's just like 
I don't know what it is about the game because it's it's chaos and hectic and stressful, but at the same time, it must be the it's the chaos and stress is happening in the game. It makes all the chaos and stress of life just be pushed to the side for a brief moment. You know, yeah. It'd be it'd be one thing if we just played it, but we don't play it. Like, I don't know how it, I feel like it's me driving that. But I'm like, no, we have to get all three stars right now. We're not quitting this level until we get three stars. And unfortunately, it's like we don't play it out. It's like if I know like 20 seconds in, this isn't happening. It's like, well, we're restarting. Oh, we're restarting. But, oh, it, we're restarting. but it, when you play enough, you learn that there's no way to recover from certain things, especially when you lose your chain. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's the key to getting the multiple stars required in each level is, is maintaining that chain as long as possible. But I don't know. It's just something weird that... Um, something about that game i just i just love i just love it and even like the simple levels where you're cooking an easy recipe it's just something like zen like of throwing together and pushing it out i mean i would love to i would love to play that with more people than just you and i again for that experience but i mean anytime anyone wants to play overcooked 2 let me know because i will play that game i love it i just i love it we'll probably get uh we did the math it's cheaper for us to get the the bundle pack to get the rest of the dlc than it would be to buy them individually so we might snag that up and keep on keep on going through it at some point but i love overcooked i love it it's good stuff that's why i think i would have liked moving out because very much seen on that same vein so and um that's it for games for me man cool cool i don't have much either honestly but uh i do have a board game of all things you know the the uh, often this is, this is the wrong podcast for that I was going to say the uh, I have one board game and it's right there on the floor and it'll never get played ever again it shall Star stay Wars forever. this is kind of like that except for it's not uh, it's cooperative instead of actually it's probably nothing like that um, no. Gloomhaven Jaws of the Lion I was actually sent this uh, from Joshua Barboni who we just were talking about uh, I don't know what. Well, I do know why. He told me uh, afterward that he we had a little chat and he talked to me and was uh, telling me about the game and that he sent it because it's it's basically I had been talking about Gloomhaven and how much I want to like try it, but the original Gloomhaven is like a hundred dollars or a hundred and twenty dollars. And I feel like you like, guys had talked about like the PC version for like. Long time, too. Yes, yes, that as well. That is in multiplayer beta. So you can play it by yourself, uh, but multiplayer will be coming later for the PC. Right, do um, you have any interest in, um, not completely related, but when we talked about beta, just let me think of early access. Do you have any interest in Torchlight 3? Uh, mildly interested. I mean, I'm always interested in a hack and slash like that, but I like I've... Like we've talked a little bit about it, and I've never finished any of them. And no, I don't we know. We played the second one for quite a bit, but yeah, I get excited about them, and then something else comes along. If it had crossplay, I think that would really, you know, Help. benefit. Just like you know, Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles is coming up, and that has full crossplay, and it has that light version that allows you to play with people that own the retail game. Because let's face it, I, I'm really interested in that game, but I, my my schedule sucks. So what am I going to play with people? Never. So uh, why am why? Exactly. Library or until. <laughs> there you have it. You only got to wait till like three months after everyone's done playing it to get it. I don't know. Right now, there aren't too many lines of everything because uh, for some reason, I have uh, uh, Xenoblade Chronicles. I was like third in line to get it, and that just came out. So, Are you still playing uh, 
Dragon Fire Quest. Emblem, Pound, Sharp FE. I haven't picked that up yet, so I have both of those to pick up. So I guess basically what's going to happen is which one do I like better? It's probably going to be Xenoblade. Um, Sorry, back to Gloomhaven. Yes, uh, Jaws of the Lion. So I believe the original Gloomhaven... I'm, I don't know if it's like it requires four people or if it's just harder to get into or if it's longer or what, but uh, they made this kind of spin-off game or whatever called Jaws of the Lion, and uh, you can play it from one to four players. And uh, the nice thing about it, because my, my wife and I are going to play this, that was basically the what I had determined would be the best route, because let's face it, especially now, we're not going to get two other people or even one other person to play because of the COVID right. and everything. Right. So, And just being able to do it outside of that was probably not going to happen either. Uh, but it's a good thing that this came in the summer because now we can basically play it whenever we want, uh, at night, just any day of the, the week, basically. Uh, so we, we played through the tutorial and, uh, we played, which is basically the first mission. And I went to open it up just to check it out because I knew it had like miniatures or figurines or a lot of pieces. Yeah. So I was like, I don't know if she wants to sit here and, you know, punch out all this stuff with me. Uh, and I opened it up and it is like inside it, the first page that you look at says, stop, read this first. And it talks about how it's going to walk you through every piece of setting up the game and playing the first five missions. So I was like, okay, you know what? I'm just going to set this aside and we'll do it together later. Cause if they wrote something out, I don't want to start doing things and then have to read it and be like, okay, well we already did that, but we didn't do this thing and then try to piece together what we've already done. We'll just go through the entire instructions so that we don't screw it up. So we sat down. We played it one night when uh, my son actually went to visit grandma. And um, yeah, it. I mean, it really fits the void of not being able to role play. Now, there really isn't any role playing that I know of other than you're playing this character to, to do battles with. And they give you a character sheet and you name them and everything, but it's not like I made a character and there's no like NPCs yeah. to talk to or anything like Sometimes that. Sometimes you're gonna role play, you had to save that for post game. <laughs> oh yeah, you know, I mean, kid wasn't home. <laughs> you know, you know how it goes. Yep. Oh yeah, yeah. baby. Uh, Sleep by actually, nine thirty. Yep. It's you. It's weird because uh, they're coming out with a Gloomhaven expansion that's just for the bedroom. <laughs> oh that'd be horrible um or make a lot of money so yeah we played it and it was good that's really all i can say I, it's all good. story based i can't i don't really want to spoil it for anybody but it reminds me of we got the red box dungeon like fourth edition dungeons dungeons and dragons uh starter edition it came in a yeah. red box it was like reminiscent of the first uh starter edition that they ever had and reminded me a lot of that actually so very I don't think, positive have, have I played a board say. game since my son was born? I don't Yachi, think so. Yachi. That's actually card so. and dice. I don't think so. Uh, you have on uh, 51 Games of Chance oh, or whatever it's called. Um, and then the other game I've been playing is Spider-Man, Spider-Man, and that's because it's leaving PS Now uh, you're, July You're 7th, done with so. a Chokeout Simulator? No, no, I haven't gone back to that since I started Until Dawn. Uh, and it's rough. I, I don't know if I want to go back to that. I kind of want to just wait and play the remaster and see if that's any better because it really is. I don't know. That game's a chore to get through right now, and I don't know why. And now that the new uh, Last of Us 2 is out, 
and hearing how good it is, it makes me want to play it even less because it makes me feel like there's even more of a gap between uh, game mechanics than versus now and kind of what we expect from a game. So is it is it like a game that's kind of like so fluid in motion? Uh, motion. There's a lot of motion in Spider-Man compared to these other games. Is yes. It, is that a detriment with the streaming? Not that I've noticed so far. Um, the biggest problem with the streaming actually is sort of the same that you see in Netflix. It's when things get dark. I've noticed a lot of artifacting and kind of difficulty seeing what the hell is going on. I uh, I had to look up because apparently Spider-Man is already dark by itself anyway. And lots of people were saying who have the actual game uh, running off the disc have said they had to pump the brightness up to like 90 in the game because of how dark it looked. Uh, I was in the park area, Central Park, and I couldn't tell what the hell was going on. That's when I finally decided to bump it up because I was getting attacked and I couldn't see anything. Uh, but the movement isn't so bad, actually. It's it's pretty surprising um, that I don't know if they've kind of been working on it or what, but I haven't had too many problems with actually streaming games uh, as okay. far as being able to play them. Uh, so, yeah, Spider-Man. It's basically Batman, but even better. Uh, it, <laughs> mostly because you have a, a high... A, it's not dark and gritty. <laughs> yeah, well, it is if you don't turn your brightness up. Yeah. Mm. Uh, you just have more access to moves, but the idea is the same. When you're fighting and everything, uh, you still have the button to dodge. You have counters. You're unlocking moves. But because you're using your webs and you have more mobility, it leads to a lot more options. There's still takedowns and and um, uh, finishing moves and being able to stealth The only takedown. takedowns I care about are in Burnout. Ooh. you haven't been caring for a long time then because there's not been a burnout game in a long time uh but true yeah stealth takedowns all of that stuff kind of made its way over even though this is insomniac and not uh rocksteady but uh so yeah your your skill set basically would transfer from that game to this one i it is a little bit more confusing there's a lot more stuff that you can do uh, web slinging, actually traversing the map gets a, takes a second to get used to because there's a little bit of, uh, one, you can't just web rope to anything. There actually has to be a physical point that you can reach uh, with mm-hmm. your spider slinging. So you can't just be out in Central Park, for instance, and just be way above the trees because there's nothing to, to latch onto. So... Uh, it follows sort of the lay of the land as far as being able to traverse. Uh, and it it kind of looks weird at first because you're to go straight, you're still kind of off to the side of whatever point you're attached to. So it kind of looks like you're going to curve inward, or at least that was my natural feeling, is that like you're going to naturally go towards what you're anchored to, right? Because yeah. your body weight pushes you back towards the center. But I think they already account for that, and I had to learn to just kind of let go and just go straight, even though you're kind of off to a at an angle. You'll so still it's not go like, straight. Uh, champions online, and you can just be out in the middle of a desert and <laughs> just yeah, exactly. No, there's a lot of physics to it, and uh, there's speed. You can go different speeds. You can hold on to your swing longer so that you go higher, uh, or you can let go early and kind of skim along the ground if you want to, which is always very exhilarating because it 
feels like you're going to die at any second. Uh, they do get around some of this difficulty at first of web slinging by allowing you to kind of hold down what I would call like a, a run button and you will start like running vertically up walls or anything like that if you hit them. So if you hit the side of a building, you'll just land and then keep running. And then while you're running, you can hold X to kind of like catapult yourself off from the side of the building, jump back up vertically and then start okay. swinging again. So once you get all of these like mobility moves down, you can pretty quickly trans uh, uh, maneuver around the map. Uh, so other than that, the story is good. You know, it's it's quite cinematic. There's lots of other things to do, like collectibles and um, side missions and stuff. And, of course, I'm always a sucker for that whenever they unlock more experience points or different suits or different abilities or, or whatever it might be. You get these tokens sure. to spend on researching new things, and different tokens are a different currency, which sounds annoying, but it's not as bad as it sounds. Uh, so you'll have backpack tokens, uh, which you get when you find backpacks. And I know you can only think of one thing when I say backpack. Um, that's my backpack. I can't, I don't think I can tell that story anymore. You can't. Nope. No, you certainly can't, sir. It it was a different time. That's our excuse. Uh, or you'll get like, uh, crime tokens and those will be for like stopping, um, robberies or, speeding cars and stuff like that. So they really do a good job of making you feel more like a superhero that also has other things to do besides the story where in Batman, it kind of felt more like you're just going from story plot to story plot, to story plot mission thing here. Uh, you know, there's even times where you'll do a mission and then he'll Spider-Man Peter Parker will say, I've got some time to kill before I have to go home. Let's see what's going on around the city. And then you have a second to like breathe and and go do stupid things like the backpack missions or more cell phone towers or or whatever it might be. So it's really a at your pace game that kind of feels like uh, it's not rushing you, but it's also directing you. So you're not just left in alone to figure out what you're supposed to be doing. So uh, I'm really enjoying it. It's it's a really good game, and I can see why a lot of people uh, enjoyed it when it first came out. So. Good. That's say that's all that matters. I'm glad you're, you know, enjoying I, it. I remember people talking about it, and I kind of knew what I was getting into, but I still am surprised that uh, it took me a while to get into it, actually. But then once I got the groove of everything, you know, shake the rust off, off from the old combat maneuvers and, mm-hmm. and everything, I was like, oh, yeah, this that's right. This is awesome. Cool. Sweet. Uh, moving on to watchables. This is, I mean, where I kind of spent my time. We, um... New, new new seasons picking up out of nowhere. Uh, Nosferatu season two uh, started last weekend. So if that's uh, the AMC, uh, do, I, do I say it's a drama? I think series based on the book by um, oh gosh, what is the novelist's name? It's uh, I hate saying it. He's, he's Stephen King's son, unfortunately. So I, can't, <laughs> I hate I hate using that. I can't remember his his actual pen name. Billy King um, is not his lover, and it's it's it's. It's you know based on one of his novels. Um, I don't want to say too much because you know it, it would it ruin Joe it. But Hill. it's like a, it's a, it's a vampire essentially story. But he has a a royal royals a Rolls Royce wraith. That is how he consumes the essence of children to make him youthful and keep him oh, alive. Uh, it's J- got uh, Joe Hill was is Joe his Hill, name. Thank you. It's got Siler from uh, Heroes in it. Oh, 
there you go. I mean, so it, I mean, I mean, it kind of makes sense then. You can see him in some old man makeup, and he's always like, talking like this. Nope, I don't think I will. <laughs> but it, it's really good, and I really like it. And that's season two. Cool. So that's that's what's on. And then HBO had a, a new uh, series that started up Perry Mason. Which when you hear Perry Mason, you think of like this old old folks detective show. I think right? of the uh, the Ozzy Osbourne song. Or is it Black Sabbath? <laughs> I think it's Ozzy. Mm, probably Ozzy. So it's nineteen, you know, post World War One, so nineteen thirties, right? I, I think maybe twenties, nah, maybe thirties. Anyway, set in Los Angeles, and there he's a private investigator. And there's like this child that was there was like this kidnapping ransom gone wrong and the child ends up dead. And so now he's like working for an attorney to help investigate for the parents of the of the victim. And there's some other things going on. And he's kind of like a down and out kind of crummy detective. I don't know. It's something it's like, I don't know. It's something really cool about that setting um, that lends a lot to the the show. I mean, we're only two episodes in, so. There's like some conspiracy going on and some dirty cops and some politics involved. And um, I don't know. I don't know. I'm nothing much else I could really compare it to hmm. really, but uh, I like it. And I, I feel like I always just kind of give you a very, very basic overview, like very gleam over anything I watch. I don't know why that is, but I never <laughs> like, I never go into like, I feel like I'm always like watching, like, I guess when I haven't been watching movies, I'm always watching series and it's hard to like, yeah, it's, I mean, you'd have to go episode by episode to really yeah, nail down. Yeah, and it's hard because then you don't want to give away too much because what someone wants to watch it, and then it's like, well, he, he dies at the end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so you know we've needed a, like a show that you can just kind of zone out to, especially when you're like stressed out or frustrated from the day. You're just like, yeah, well, we want something mindless and can't watch live PD. So now <laughs> we've replaced that with hoarders. And which is something that I used to not like. If my wife was watching that, I, I was like, I refuse. I absolutely refuse to watch it. I could not, like. Yeah, I remember you it. saying it was. Yeah. Close well, to now you. I'm like, I'm all, now I'm all in. Now I can't, I can't avoid the train wreck. I'm just, I just watch it, and it's just, I. It, You've been I conditioned, and now you, now when you see it in real life, it will I just not can't imagine living like, like it's just. I can't believe like it's, it's unfortunate like the sickness that that these people are dealing with because what how they live and what they see and it's like so their perception of reality is so skewed and like how these emotional traumas have forced them to like just destroy their lives with their homes fully full of shit it's i mean it's horrible and i can't stop watching like the one the one we were watching was like this um there's this this brother that was you know, as hoarding and he already had health problems and I think he had a problem with, I think gout was an issue. And he, so he had mobility issues, but then mm-hmm. like his sisters come in or helping him clean out the house. And he has like massive stashes of hardcore pornography oh, that they find that he doesn't tell him about. And then they're, then he like the next day, they like, he knows that they're going up into his room to clean stuff out. He doesn't say anything. And they pull out more porn, dildos, S and M stuff. Damn. They're just like, just like, what the? And they're so upset because it's like, it's their brother. Right. He didn't, he, they had he no had an idea. Opportunity to like say, hey, this is what's up there. He knew they were gonna find it, and it's just like, holy shit. <laughs> so you never know what, what you're gonna find. The hell. I mean, it makes you, you think. Know. It makes you think too that, like, at first you're just like, what kind of person, and then you start watching these, and you realize 
it's it is a sickness. It's like um, it's got to be a mental health issue or, or mm-hmm. something. No, it, yeah, it definitely is, and it's almost always spurred on by some sort of loss or trauma in their life. Like this one woman, yeah. f- first her her husband got diagnosed with like I don't remember what stage lung cancer, and was gone within a week. Died in the home. Then, just a couple. I don't remember what, what the time span was later. The ones her oldest son has like a heart attack dies Damn, geez. in the home youngest son probably i'm sure depressed from everything that happened commits suicide in the home my god so it's like you need to be out of this home because there's nothing good here for you you know and mm-hmm. so it was like like in her the, the pants that her husband took off that last time he came home were still on the dresser and it had been like 12 years. They just sat on the same spot on the dresser. And it was just like, that's hard. You know, all these bad memories and things. And uh, I'll tell let me here. Let me, let's, let's transition away from that. And I'll tell you, let's go into some more, some more bad things. I finished dark side of the ring season two. Apparently you have to just, you have to have be, have a horrible life to be a, a professional wrestler. <laughs> that's like the, the prerequisite. That sucks. You know, you know, you have to have either, you have to either, be a, have, well unfortunately they get into substance abuse because there's no you know medical care for them they have to work you know insane schedules and always perform yeah, and then they, have to, they have to be abuse painkillers to get through the injuries that they're just going to sustain at some point yep. like how did mankind live through getting thrown off that cage by undertaker how did that happen <laughs> i don't know when you said mankind i thought you meant like mankind is a, like how did we live throughout uh, the ages without drugs well it's funny because he was in this one episode because they're talking about um what was the there was an um an alternative league that do i say league federation that was started up by this guy i can't remember that something uh i keep wanting to say in my head i say i hear nwa but i don't i don't think Maybe ECW? that was it. I just think of wrestling. What's that? ECW. It wasn't ECW. Um, but cactus. But mankind. Nick Mick Foley was wrestled as, as Cactus Jack in this in this federation. Under this? Okay. Yeah, and they even had. Um, they even got um, Andre the Giant for a little bit, but just you know, um, the league's downfall was the the owner was like got heavily into cocaine, <laughs> big time, and they were just bleeding cash. But I mean, or snorting it in this case. It's just. <laughs> Like crazy stories in this one. And I, I jumped back in the first episode from season one. I watched about the fabulous, fabulous Mula. And it was crazy because like the, the female wrestlers that interviewed that is like each one you could see was like, well, that's where they got that her archetype and her characters, what they got that inspiration for glow. Oh, you could see where yeah. they picked all these different characters and storylines and, and pulled that into the, the writing for that. And the same thing for, um, they could definitely see the inspiration for the wrestler that movie with Mickey Rourke. Yeah, that's definitely stories, an amalgamation of like two or three popular wrestlers. Yeah. I mean, the, I didn't see everything from season one, but man, like the cult that Chris Benoit story, I forgot all about that. And then the last one in season two is about um, Owen Hart. Mm. And there's so much about Owen Hart I didn't know. I don't think I, I just didn't really know much about him as a person, and but as, or I just knew him as as wrestler. I didn't really. I don't think, and I didn't watch wrestling a lot by then, but I didn't really care for him that much as wrestler. And then, of course, his death was this horrible accident tragedy. But then, just everything that's happened since that, and just the fact that it happened, and he had a seven-year-old and a three-year-old, and it's just horrible. Yeah. And I mean, there's been a push now that you know his um, wrestlers that you knew him want him to be inducted into the 
the WWE, WWF, whichever you want to call it, Hall of Fame. But it's like, and like how they say it in the interview, it's like, why would his widow ever want him to be remembered and sensationalized and promoted by the league that, that caused his him. death? Yeah. Makes sense. I mean, I'm sure that still hurts. If I remember correctly, they didn't do shit really as far as like after that for the family, right? No, she filed the wrongful death suit. And then it was eventually settled out of court. And right. her whole point wasn't for the money. She wanted some take she wanted responsibility. An yeah. Yeah. Because like he had done, you know, he, he was the, what was he wrestling under the blue? Uh, I can't remember what his, um, what persona they had him stupidly fulfilling then, but it was something he had done early in his career. Mm. And he had done that before where he had come down from the, the rafters of the arena and a harness. And it, it, they, the rigging crew was like one of the best ones in Los Angeles that from Los Angeles that did that. So it's very expensive, but they were professional. They did it. Right. I mean, I think they were unhappy with how bulky the harness apparatus was and they wanted something, you know, quick release. Like if you ever saw sting come down, you know, he'd drop down and be off in an instant. Yeah. So they wanted much more of like a quick release system on it. And it was discovered like, the main clip that they used that supported his harness and his weight was the same type of clip that they used for pair, for um, sails for sailboats, which supports six pounds no of weight. weight. After yeah. six pounds, it breaks. It doesn't break, but it releases. So literally, like as soon as his weight was there, it was just like, wow, and, what he, the and he fell. And I guess, and then they say too during that during interviews that people that were there, like the um, the the referee that was in the ring, and I don't think. I don't think it, I mean, because I talked to JR because he was doing the announcement, but it, like people say, like the last thing he you could hear him say before he hit was telling people, look out. You know, so even he know you know, he you're knew. falling, he knows yeah. he's dead, but he's going to prevent other people from being injured as he's falling to his end. I mean, horrible thing, horrible thing. Sounds like you but, really like these uplifting. Dude, <laughs> I watched like three episodes in a row that finish it. It was I it's it, the, it sucked in, and you ask my wife, you should you like they, like the stories and the drama that just sucks you in, and it's just like what the hell, you know? And it's just it's mind blowing that it's like so many people in the business have these dark, sinister tales about their lives. I mean. Just like it, and you just go back and look at it, like the Ric Flair documentary we watched, or the Andre the Giant one, or all these things that. Oh, it's just all of them. It's only a matter of time before a wrestler. It seems like, at least back then, I feel like it's that it's that eighties nineties period yeah. that got really yeah. bad. And then, like so, like you know, the Hart family, they're like they're from Calgary, and they're like wrestling royalty because like mm-hmm. all the sons are wrestlers. The daughters get married to wrestlers. Um, like they like they were like working against his widow when she was like filing her legal case. They were like trying to undermine her and like were like stealing her like um, she had you know access to the investigation files and documents from the police and they were like taking court docs and things that she was using to aid her investigation because they're like wrestling's like their family lineage you know it's their their livelihood and everything and then even after the fact now like that whole family is completely splintered because of everything because of the part of the family's turned their back on her because she went after wrestling. Right. You know, that's crazy. Dang. I wish I could watch. I, I think you said you could see it on some of it. On yeah. YouTube, I, well, it looks like just previews. I don't know. How, there's any uh, full episodes. I don't I'm know sure how. eventually it'll make its way somewhere. So, yeah. So vice, if anyone's interested, vice is what uh, is the network that those air on. Um, it's very, 
very interesting. Very interesting. Dang. That's it, man. <laughs> well, on that note, <laughs> on that note, uh, I am pretty much the complete opposite of you. I have only been watching movies. I'm starting to get back into the swing of things, and uh, I d- obviously I'm not anywhere near you know five movies a week or anything like that. But I've had a good run of movies lately. A lot of above three and a half out of five star movies. Uh, just today, I finished. Only because my wife, my I asked my wife, I said, nope. I've got 30 minutes left in this movie that needs to go back to the library. Can I just go downstairs and just watch the rest of this real quick? Because I meant to watch it all last night, but sure. I got started late because I was doing something else. I was doing something else. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> lost track of time. <laughs> and uh, that movie is called Phantom Thread. And funny, well, I don't know. You can judge for yourself if it's funny, but I've... I have borrowed this movie from Mike and kept it for probably two months. Never watched it. I got it from the I mean, library. I borrowed a movie from you and kept it for like two years before That's true. I watched it. So. That's true. Uh, I got it from the library before COVID happened and hadn't. I still haven't seen it yet. Hadn't seen it yet. And so finally, I watched the other three movies that I had picked up from the library most recently when they finally said, hey, we have curbside service and some stuff had come in. So I'm like, all right, it's time to finally watch this damn movie. And that movie is called Phantom Thread. Now, this is a movie that is uh, uh, Thomas Paul, Paul Thomas Anderson. Oh, God, I can't remember his name. Uh, Thomas Paul Anderson. Anderson Paul Thomas. Anderson something like Cooper. this. <laughs> um, oh, I know this one. Yes. Directed by that guy. And uh, it's got Daniel J. Lewis, which is funny because that dude is an amazing actor. And um, I couldn't even. Paul Thomas Anderson is the director. You Thank you. To butcher. <laughs> uh, He's an oil man. He is an oil man. He's a lot of different men because uh, I didn't didn't even strike me that I was watching Daniel Day Lewis until I looked at him I'm like, wait a minute. I think that's him. And realized, yeah, because then I waited until last until the credits. I'm like, oh, my gosh, it was him. Uh, it's obvious now, but at the time I didn't even think about it because I didn't know who was in it. I just started watching it. And uh, what it's uh, the the basic story is that it's about a guy who is a uh, dressmaker, and I think it's in the dressmaker nineteen fifties. Make me like. a dress. <laughs> Nobody sings that surprisingly. Oh. Uh, and he falls in love with this girl that he meets when he goes out to the country to spend some time. And uh, she works as a waitress and they basically hit it off. But he's kind of an asshole. Like he's a really big asshole. He's exactly what you would expect out of somebody who's a creative type. Um, He's everyone's bad story. He's the guy that you work for, but he's a dick. Um, You try to do something nice for him and it interrupts his process that he's so used to. So he's just like, why are you doing this? Get out of here. I didn't ask for this. Why would you do that? You know, that type of character. So uh, they fall in love and she basically has to navigate how to be around him. And then some other stuff occurs that I won't ruin for anybody who wants to watch the movie. But it is some amazing performances. That got nominated. What did that get? That got nominated for some best picture, I believe. Yeah. For 2017 or 16, something like I have no clue, honestly. Uh, yeah, it did, it had some nominations and stuff. It may have won. I have no clue. Um, 
really good movie though. Uh, I it is one of those that when you watch the end of it, you're just kind of like, okay, uh, it, it comes to a close, but you're expecting something a little bit different because they set it up sort of different, and so you kind of are ex- assuming that there's a certain end, but it goes in a different direction, and you're just like, oh, okay, never mind then, I guess. I don't know. I enjoyed it a lot, and I know not everybody will, so I hesitate to, to um to say that people should watch it because it is kind of a slow, it's a slower movie. You know, it's a, it's a character drama. It's not like, there's not a lot happening, but it is a beautiful movie. Uh, A lot of uh, beautiful piano music, which I'm always a fan of when, when done well, if it's overused, then it gets sappy and horrible. But uh, yeah, Phantom Thread. I don't know why it took me so long to watch it, but after I did, I was like, wow, that was really, really good. Uh, the other movie I watched, one of the other movies I watched, also a, a family drama. I had seen a preview, a preview for this movie on another movie that I had rented. Normally, I don't really watch the previews, uh, but every once in a while, I'll I'll start like thirty seconds of it to see what it is, and then go on. That's sort of like how I, like a twenty four, for instance. I like a lot of a 24s movies, yeah. so I'll watch their previews because I want to see what else they're coming out with. Have instance. you watched the what that lighthouse one? Yeah, the lighthouse. Yes, I did. Uh, like four months ago, six months ago. Couldn't have been six months ago. Yes, I like that one too, but that's freaking weird, man. That yeah. movie's really weird. I mean, I like, I like so, so much. I'm surprised. Like, we, we talked about so far, like, but so much of their stuff. I it's like. just, uh, it's like off the beaten path. It's yeah, stuff they, that you did just they, they do. Um, they did the Daniel Radcliffe one, didn't they? Swiss Army Man? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, I believe so. I still can't believe I like that one as much as I did because it just looks so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to explain that movie to anybody and you just feel like a jackass. But... When he's like riding him as a jet ski and he's just like <laughs> across the water. I mean, that's if, if that's not what cinema is. That's pure I, cinema right there. I'm done. It's also pure Michigan. Uh, so, yeah, this one's called The Farewell. Uh, I had, again, heard about it on a trailer. And it looked interesting. And this one is about, I think they were from China. Uh, so uh, her Chinese parents had moved from China to America. So they're, what, first generation, I guess. She's second generation. Um, so Chinese. And Aquafina basically, been in a lot of movies. Aquafina? Yeah, that's her name. The, she plays Billy. So I think she's the, she might be the lead. Oh, I'm yeah, sure. she is. She is, yeah. Wow, I didn't know she was in a lot of movies. She didn't look very familiar to me, but she's in um, Rich Crazy Asian, Crazy Rich Asian. She's in that. That's she's not surprising. In, I suppose she's been a couple of different um, things right recently, and I had okay. No idea. I had no idea who she was, but when you, somebody goes by the name of Aquafina, it's kinda, yeah. Then you're. You know, I feel like you I've kinda, heard the name before, so that's you kind of catch on to that. Yeah. So, um, so this movie boils down to her nana gets. Uh, cancer of some sort and in chinese culture it is traditional to not tell the person that they have cancer they hide it from them or at least they basically allow that to be a thing that happens so the the family can go in and alter documents so that they can keep the secret that they have cancer um from the family so so, so they don't do treatment i'm guessing they don't do treatment nope uh I'm sure not everybody does this, but this family chose to, and they made it clear in the movie that this is a thing that happens. Um, wow. So 
her being American because she's not really Chinese. Like she has Chinese descendants, but she's born in America. She's American. Uh, She has a hard time. Like she struggles with the fact that obviously her grandma has cancer, but also that they're not telling her. And so she wasn't even allowed to go there because the whole family decided to put on a fake wedding between her cousin and another woman who she he'd been dating for like a month or two, uh, a fake wedding so that every they can have an excuse to have all of the family come to China to visit Nana and or Nina, I think her name is or whatever, but basically Nana um, at in China and have everyone be there without giving away the secret. And so a lot of the the movie is her dealing with like her feelings and she ends up going on her own dime and uh, confronting the family and in talking to them and kind of coming to an understanding about like, you know, other people's cultures and things that you might not agree with, et cetera, et cetera. So it's a very uh, interesting movie. It's uh, it it's kind of one of those things where like you can't put yourself in that position very well because it's so different, but that's also kind of what makes it interesting to watch because you get a whole new perspective, uh, a four and a half out of me. I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, Sweet. And then the last movie I watched and I've been wanting to watch this for a I while. I want to see this too. It, it was on HBO max. So this is how I ended up watching it because <laughs> well, there's something to watch on there. Huh? Yeah, apparently. Well, what happened was I was still going to rent it because HBO max was a pain in the ass. Cause I had to do it through my computer and everything. And uh, Danette was going to come watch it with me. And so I was like, I don't want to have to deal with all this. Let's just rent it, whatever. Uh, well, when that happened, uh, when that when I found out that it was on HBO Max, they had also simultaneously taken it off for rent on every other rental uh, company like Vudu or uh, YouTube or anything like that. You can no longer rent the movie. You can buy it, but... Now that it's on HBO Max, you can't just rent it for money. So I was like, okay, well, now we have to watch it this way, which was kind of unfortunate because that meant no 4K, no HDR uh, stereo sound, but whatever. I was like, you know what? I didn't have to pay money for it, and we're going to watch it. So we sat down. We watched it on Father's Day, and uh, I was looking forward to this movie, obviously, as a car guy and and everything, but I was a little bit worried because I didn't know much about the film i tend not to even really watch trailers that much for movies i go yep i'm gonna enjoy that so i don't really have to watch a trailer to know what it's about so sure. i was like i don't know how much this is gonna be about cars you know is this just gonna be days of thunder or something i don't think my wife's really gonna find that too interesting but fortunately um it is equal parts drama and racing action and the racing action that's there is done so well that it's it's more it's less like um it's i don't know i don't know how to describe it it's kind of like uh uh fast and furious but if it were like good <laughs> not i don't mean that to be I like mean... an a-hole but we, we make jokes about like how many times can you shift into fifth gear or whatever when you're watching uh movies like that but it it it, it strikes a balance between believability but also like heart pounding action where you're just like you understand that he's pushing this car to the very edge and part of that is the sound design and everything too but uh it's really really good uh i really enjoyed it the only reason why i didn't give it a five uh, i gave it a four and a half is because there's parts where he's uh the main character and i don't want to go too 
much into it, but the main character is is racing and his son is at home watching and they gave the son the lines like, oh, he's doing this now and that means this. And it's so painfully obvious that it's like, we better describe for the, the wives here right. what's going on so that they can keep up. It's like, oh, you could have done without that. We, yeah. we can just watch the movie and not it's be explained. Lazy. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, really great uh, action film and, well, car racing action film and uh, with a little bit of drama that you actually care about with characters that are interesting. So, Sweet. And based on a true story. So that's pretty cool, right. too. So there you have it. Uh, the last thing I might as well just finish up with yeah, again. Anything, so. You need, dude, you always talk about needing to read. You should just grab something and start reading it. Even if you don't have a lot of time. I mean, the library's back open, so I might do, do take advantage of their curbside. And, but I mean, I tell you what though, I would love to read another like story, like masters of doom or history of the You're future. I'm like, for that I'm like, I, I'm like really into that, like that tech or game dev startup thing fiction yeah or, or non-fiction excuse me and uh there's just not a whole lot out there to satisfy i do think i might i do want to read um snow crash which i know that was the inspiration uh what did i read that was similar like big with inspiration for i think um i think for ready player one like i remember whole, you saying it, something it, like it has to do a whole like that whole like what the oasis is kind of based on those yeah. kind of the foundations for that was kind of laid out in that that book story do it, dude. Do it. That. Uh, Not it. <laughs> so I, I think I said I was probably going to read uh, the book that for the for the movie club, basically. But I ended up mm, reading. Yeah. I couldn't find it. So I ended up reading uh, the second book in Skullduggery Pleasant, which I think I said I was going to do that as well if I couldn't do the other one. And I am. It's called Playing With Fire. And I, I'm still, I don't know, the jury's still out on this one. It's still kind of just like uh, sitting right on that line of if I want to read it or not, because there's names in it. And even my wife, who's finished the book now, she complained about the same thing and actually brought it to attention to me because I hadn't read it yet. But there's this, like the, the author has these things with weird names. And I know it's like part of the the story of of this world where you make up a name so that they don't have power over you or whatever. But they mm-hmm. have like. There's this, there's, do you remember Darth Icky or whatever, that story about Darth Icky? And that's what uh, uh, George Lucas said was the only Darth name that was left over for Sith when they were making uh, one of the, no, the I don't Star Wars this. games. Oh, really? Okay. So they approached George Lucas and said, like, here's our story. And we have this guy named Darth whatever, this evil guy. And he was like, well, um, you can't do, you can't have this guy's name this because there's only, you can have like Darth Icky or Darth bad guy basically. <laughs> and so it was like right when they realized he was starting to like kind of lose at work on, on the whole Star Wars front. But uh, the names are similar to that almost where it, it's just like one thing, this bad guy in this book made a thing called the grotesquerie. And it's like those things where you're like, okay, that's one thing to read it and just like pass right over it. But when you really think about it and you're like, people have to say this out loud in this world. It just feels like it feels like the cheesiest of comic books or something like that, you know, where you're just like the bad guy is bad guy, bad villain. And you just feel like a goof when you're reading it. So I don't know the the the. 
the the jury's still out on this book, and I'm sure I'll still read it because I've I've read worse. I mean, I read Fifty Shades of Grey for God's sakes, just out of <laughs> morbid curiosity. So if I can read that, I can read this. But uh, we'll see how good it ends up being over the coming weeks. That's it. That's it. Awesome, dude. Thing. Well, I'll, maybe I'll accept your challenge at some point. Go back to it. I should finish that. Uh, and as the Anaja Bush family book, I was reading Bitter Brew at mm. some point. But um, your third grade for- teacher would be proud if you started reading again. Oh, I forgot. I uh, I was going to talk about Spotify Premium, but I'll I'll, I'll table that for you. Next back. next time. Well, that is going to do it. You guys, you made it. This is the end. You made it to the end of the show. That is going to do it for this week. So I like to say a special thanks to all of you for listening. For watching to all your friends but special thanks to our patrons and a very very special thanks to our arbiters of awesomeness dan anthony josh brown kyle hyman tyler rowland tom servo matt knight and zach bradshaw our executor of excellence edwin cowell and please bow before that crusader of the legend uh, <laughs> crusader, crusader of, of the, the legion <laughs> he's the crusader of legend because he's the crusader of the legion devon tyus wow if you want to join the flux legion on patreon please check out patreon.com flux deposed Playing us out tonight. I got a remix coming to you from Mario Kart Double Dash, which we have never <laughs> played on this here show. It's called Vacation in the Mushroom Kingdom. It's by Juke. It's going to arrange six songs from two games uh, Mario Kart Double Dash theme, Peach Beach, Rainbow Road. This is a rainbow road. Is this there is any the singing? Road that you go. Uh, Sherbert Land, Winning Results, and Yoshi's Island. Comes from Mario Kart Double Dash 2003, released by Nintendo on the Gumma Cube. And yeah, man, it's it's good. I hope you like it. Thanks for hanging out with us on the show tonight. Come back next week. I, I don't know. What do you want to do next week? We're at that uh, we're on that content loop again. That's a tough one. Um, yeah, we'll have to talk about that. We'll talk about that. We'll leave you on a little bit of a cliffhanger, and we'll come back and figure something out. We'll bring yeah, back but... game nights because those those worked great. <laughs> Only shooters all the time. <laughs> so, anyways, what were we talking about? <laughs> yeah, I like it. Right, so that's good. We're gonna play the Solar City remix. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for watching. We will see you next time on the Flexpose Dial Channel, Majiggy Baba. Baba is you. <laughs>